Welcome. You've got mail. It's the Millennial Midlife Crisis Podcast with Justin and Sean. Take it away, guys. Alrighty, everybody, what's up? Uh, I'm Justin, there's Sean. We are the Millennial Midlife Crisis Podcast. This is episode five, I think, Sean. That yes, right? it is. Five. So One uh, for every finger. There you go. Um, so we are back this week. I apologize. I sound more nasally than I normally do because uh, my children are germ factories and the whole family's been sick for two weeks. So um, we're going to persevere, though, because that's how we roll here on the podcast. But this week, our topic, we are doing an investigative deep dive into kids movies from the 90s and whether or not they hold up. So we had a ton of people write in from both Discord and a variety of Facebook groups that we posted this in to kind of get people's feedback. If we don't get to all of them tonight, maybe we'll do a part two episode. We also have a few of our own. And uh, yeah, we'll be seeing if these hold up. There's a couple. I don't know if they hold up. So we will we will <laughs> we will get into it. And and the other thing I want to say too is there's some that I have seen as like a 30-year-old adult that I don't think I got as much out of had I watched it when I was eight. And there's one in particular, it's more of an 80s movie, but we can talk about that as well. Um, and it drives my wife insane whenever I bring this up. But before we get started. Like I said, we are the Millennial Midlife Crisis Podcast. You can find us on all your podcast apps of choice, whether it's Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Spreaker, Overcast, all those different places. Um, all you got to do is search Millennial Midlife Crisis Podcast or go to our little landing page website. That is linktree. I'm sorry, linktree.com slash MMC podcast. That will have a list of all the different places you can find our stuff. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast one Email the show at mmcpodcast1 at gmail.com. And if you'd like to call and leave a voicemail that we can play on the air or shoot us a text, the number is 1-815-905-CLUB. Um, I guess before we start, Sean, anything new, exciting, 90s nostalgia relevance before we jump in? Or are you ready to go? No. No, uh, I wish I I wish I had something just amazing to tell people. Um, there is one thing that is coming. Uh, I saw a trailer for it. I figured we'd bring it up later on. Sure. Um, or you know what? We the the wheels are rolling. Uh, Justin, have you seen the trailer for Good Burger Two? I have. Thoughts? Um, okay, so I love the Good Burger sketch from all that. I love the Good Burger movie. Uh, I still enjoy that movie unironically. Um, Ava Vigoda does an amazing amazing job in that movie. Sinbad is an amazing actor in that movie. Um, I'm a little worried for the sequel, Sean. I I don't know. I, there's something about sequels that, as a kid, I thought sequels were amazing because it was just continuing this thing that I loved. Um, but now as an adult, it never recaptures the glory of what it was when it was around the first time. Am I still going to get a free trial version of Paramount Plus so I can watch it? Oh, hell yeah. Um, but the the commercial I keep seeing is where Keenan's character is rubbing what he appears to think is soap all over his face. And Cal or Ed comes by and he's like, oh, dude, that's soap. Or that's, that's not soap, that's syrup. And then Keenan does the why? And like, I'm like, oh, oh, I don't, I don't know if this is gonna be for me. I hope it's good because I love both those guys. Keenan Thompson is one of my favorite guys on SNL still to this day because I am still unabashedly a fan of that show. I still watch it every weekend. You know, we tape it on YouTube TV or watch it on Hulu. But I don't, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Sean, what do you think? Well, I'm gonna start by probably breaking some people's hearts. And when I was 10, 12, 8, whatever, when the original one came out. Didn't really like it. Even even back then, I was I didn't think it was that really? funny. I didn't no? I liked the sketch on all mm-hmm. that. And I had hope for the movie. And I just remember being a little kid being like this, this, not this. Uh. It had its moments. Yes. Um, the trailer for Good Burger 2 
follows the same vein, same humor. So I'll give it that. Um, I will say I did get a good chuckle on the, and I, I'm not giving anything away because it's in the, it's in the trailer, but that whole sequence of like when Kel is confused by the different phrases and Keenan like has to explain them to him. He's like, what's that thing that, that a doorbell does? Ding dong. You know, what's that game we play with the ball? Ping pong. Like that sequence was funny. Like, in the in the trailer, I did I did think that that was funny in the in the vein of like Nickelodeon humor, absolutely. Yeah, it's I you know what I I think it's the same thing that maybe a lot of Saturday Night Live movies suffer from, where they're still fairly successful because the skits were popular. But like, how do you take a four minute skit and in this case on all that, pull it out and make it into a ninety minute movie? Exactly. It's tough, and and I feel like with that first movie. A, you got a lot of kids in. You, it was popular because it was a kids movie and kids didn't know any better. And like like you said, I enjoy it from like a nostalgic point of view. Is it really a good movie? Probably not. It's more of a guilty pleasure, I think, at this point. But like, oh, I don't know. I, like, again, I love those guys as actors. But like to sure. 25 years later, 30 years later, I think 25 years later. Like, is it is it? I don't I don't know. There's. Because at this point, who is their audience? Is their audience today's kids? Or is it today's kids' parents or people our age in general? I, I'm assuming it's our age people. But is that humor going to work on 30 and 40-somethings now? Well, that's that's the roll of the dice. I mean, like, we, we go back and we watch it for the nostalgia of it. You know, like, oh, you used to watch. And maybe you would show your kids, depending on how old they are or whatever. But is it gonna is it gonna hit the same? Probably not. But you know, I, it, it's... yeah. Yeah. I, what I will say is, if you are somebody that grew up watching Nickelodeon as a kid and you still enjoy it now, I highly recommend. Uh, Eric and I actually watched both of these. We bought one of them. They went back and made a Hey Arnold movie where you finally find out like where Hey where Arnold's parents have been this whole time, and it was genuinely like really sweet and heartfelt and it wrapped up the show granted it was 30 something years later like that was a cartoon i really liked that cartoon as a kid it was one of my favorite nicktoons they did a really good job so if if good burger 2 bombs highly <laughs> recommend seeking out i think it's called hey arnold the jungle movie i don't remember but they really um yeah hey arnold the jungle movie it came out in wow 2017 already holy crap um that was really good. It ties in where his parents were this whole time. You find out what Arnold's last name is is because you never had heard it. Right. Uh, right. You, you you had heard it during the entire show. You just never found out that was his last name. Um, and then is Rocco, his last name football head? No, it's it's <laughs> short man. Arnold Shortman, because that's what the grandpa used to the grandpa call used him. to call him. That's right. That's where it that's where it came from. I um, just find that funny if my grandpa had called me by my last name, but that's yeah. I don't know. It'd be it'd be different. And the other one, I don't know if this ever came on DVD because, like I said, we bought the Hair Arnold one. Um, Rocco's Modern Life came back. In really? DVD. Yes, and it was on Netflix for a little while. It was called Static Cling, and they got all the original cast back, the original animators, writers, and it was uh, apparently the last episode of Rocco. And I don't remember this because I liked Rocco, but I didn't watch it as much. Oh, I loved it. That the was last like, episode, damn. the last episode, they somehow get launched into outer space. I don't know if you recall this. I did not remember this at all. I vaguely remember that. I just didn't. Maybe I don't think it, it hit me as the last episode. OK, so the premise of that, of this one that came out and actually, God, this is going to disappoint me because I'm sure this came out like seven years ago. Uh, static. <laughs> um, 2019. OK, see, time has no there's no perception of time anymore, but that's um, right. The premise is this one that came out in 2019, they get back to O town or wherever they live. O town mm -hmm. I think was their town and it's 2019. So all this time has passed. Life has changed. Technology has changed and it's them trying to get back into society. And they've been gone for the last 30 years. Oh God. And if you can find it, it was genuinely laugh out loud, funny. And again, it was targeted at 30 and 40 somethings. But it was sure. all the original cast and, you know, Heifer and Filbert and um, the big heads and all that stuff. They were all there. So that's all right. uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I highly, I highly recommend those two in case Good Burger 2 bombs, which uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But all right, um, let's let's jump in. All right, let's we're, we're doing our forensic deep dive 90s kids movies. Do they still hold up 30 years later? 
Sean, start us off. Where do you want to start with? Well, I I have a list here that's in no particular order. Um, and so I'm going to start at the top of just my the list that they popped into my head as, as I was thinking about this. And that is Richie Rich. Welcome to the home of the richest kid in the world. The home of Richie Rich. Hello? Richie, dear. Liver is rich in protein. It's very good for you. It's so tasty, too. He has his own baseball coach. Nice hit, Richie. Thank you, Mr. Jackson. A theme park. Man, it must be cool to have everything. And even a personal trainer. My name is Claudia. Yikes. He had everything a boy could want. You have your own McDonald's? Except the one thing he wanted the most. I'm wondering if you guys can come over this weekend, you know, hang out. Hang out? Friends. Oh, my God. Do you remember Richie Rich? Richie Rich was a movie my family never owned. But we did have HBO. And I feel like I don't know why we had HBO. But um, that movie was on HBO all the time. So I must yes. have seen that movie like a good eight or nine times, at least one summer. Um, It's not a bad movie. I kind of still like it. Like if it was on, I'd probably put it on. I th- I think I would too. I I think it, I think we can say it, it holds up. I'm sure there's some cheesiness to it, but um, any children's any young adult children movie is going to be cheesy. Even a brand new one today, it's you know what I mean. It, it, it's they, obviously they can't have like potty humor and thing, or well they do right. have potty humor, but they can't you know. But I just I remember I saw it in the movie theater. My dad took me, and I I just remember. It was just like mind blowing because it was like, look at all the cool stuff he has, and he has a McDonald's in his house. And, oh my god! And uh, the, the professor, Professor Keenbean, and all the, that guy like, was the, awesome. Yeah, I loved him. And, now, and I loved the the Dad Finder or Dad Finder yes. two or Dad not found. And I will, <laughs> I'm going to find the audio for that and put that in here now. But uh, that was like tragic though because yeah. it was, you were like scared because it was on the big screen in his room or in his dad's office. I don't remember which one it was. But yeah, that that was like traumatic for eight year old me. It was like, what if he never sees his parents again? They're gonna be lost at sea. Like, uh, I don't know, gonna become cannibals or I don't know. Like, I was a little concerned for that too. I also loved that there's Mount Richmore where it's just yes. the faces of them carved into the mountain. And I believe that the line that still sticks to sticks with me is the antagonist who is like one of the finance guys that works for him that wants to right. steal all his money. He's like, where's all your treasure? Where's your, yes. you know, where's all your, your gems and your jewels and your rubies and your bonds? And well, in a bank, of course, <laughs> like in the, this, this vault is for all our precious family heirlooms, which is like a bicycle and like a pair of boxing gloves in the background that no one's ever used. And, and like, like uh, uh, his, uh, his like bassinet or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like really bizarre. Yeah. And then there's that laser that they use to yes. chisel out the mountain, which is then, <laughs> You know, the, the villain is using to chisel or, or one of the villains henchmen, henchmen is shooting it at them while they're up there. And I remember the mom's face gets destroyed and she's like, oh, like she gets all appalled because her face is like, really look like yeah, yeah. Um, good had a roller coaster, too. Yes. And were they the one that had the slingshot thing where you would sit in it? And the kidapult. The kidapult. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. That that's the hell out of me, too. I was like, yeah, I don't think I would do that. That just made me wish i had that kind of money and and and, okay here one more question before we move on did you ever see like the richie rich cartoon prior to that movie or was that your first introduction to that um i think i had seen it in the newspaper here and there like like the comics comics yeah but it was i would say it was the probably a better introduction or maybe i didn't even put two and two together at the time i feel like I don't remember if it was a Nickelodeon joint or if that was more when Cartoon Network was buying the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons. But I remember watching the cartoon on must have been Cartoon Network and the cartoon was not very good. Like it it, granted, it was probably from like the 60s or 70s. So it really didn't hold a 90s kids uh, attention span. But the movie itself still holds up. And Macaulay Culkin, like, I remember like that's. The Home Alone kid, like, what's he yeah. been up to? Not much, but here he is, you know. It so. doesn't get much more 90s than a Macaulay Culkin movie. I mean, right right there. 
I was literally just watching Home Alone upstairs because they're starting to play all the Christmas movies now. And uh, God, I love that movie. Um, all right. Oh, it is fantastic. I'm uh, I'm gonna pull one from our list here. Um, Do it. I. God, there's so many good ones here. I don't really know. I know. Who... Um, okay. And, and I've talked about this probably on other podcasts, but the two that I'm going to pull, uh, big surprise, Mighty Ducks and Sandlot. From Walt Disney Pictures, he's a hotshot attorney who's never lost. Yes. Forced to coach a hockey team that's never won. Keep swinging. Maybe I'll give him a cold. He'll try to teach them how to win. You think losing is funny? Well, not at first, but once you get the hang of it. And they'll teach him. Get off the roof, you little monkey. That winning isn't everything. Let's have fun out there. Walt Disney Pictures presents Emilio Estevez. Are we ducks or what? The Mighty Ducks. And number one, Mighty Ducks is the sole reason I got into playing ice hockey when I was a kid. Um, I remember going to see that. The first one came out in 92. I want to say we saw it at Ford Ford's Theater, movie theater on the south side. In Ford City, not Ford's Theater, Ford City Theater. Ford's Theater is where Lincoln got shot, right? I was trying to think of <laughs> if Ford's the. I was actually the reason I let that go is because I was like, is that what it was called? No, I no. Like, I think I think that's me for uh, a taking way too much Tylenol the last two and a half weeks or whatever that everyone's been sick here. Um, Ford City Theater at Ford City Mall in on the south side of Chicago in Ford City, I guess if you want to call it that. Um. Seeing that and just being blown away and wanting to see, wanting to get ice skates. And I remember we signed up for like learn to skate classes at Oakland, the old Oakland ice arena, which the new Oakland ice arena isn't even new. It's like 30 years old now, which is depressing too. But um, that was a big deal. And then same thing with Sandlot. I want you to make some friends this summer. They were nine great kids. Having one great summer. They'll become friends. Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. They'll become a team. Oh, yeah, all right. And one of them... You're the best. ...will become a legend. Two thumbs up, say Siskel and Ebert, the Sandlot. Like, I was never a big baseball kid, but, um, you know, when Sandlot came out, that got me into watching White Sox and Cubs games before I finally, like, made a decision of what team I was going to actually cheer for. But as an adult... I wonder the Sandlot, I think, holds up no matter what. I think that's that's probably the better overall movie. Um, I like the Mighty Ducks more just because, like I said, hockey's my thing. But I wonder, and and again, I saw that movie when I was like five. So that had a huge effect on me. But if I was 35 seeing that for the first time, would I be like, this movie is crap? I don't know. I don't think so. I I don't think so. I I think it still holds up. There's cheesy parts, but yeah. I mean, the premise of it is like this guy gets stuck with these kids. Yeah, underdog for for a DUI. He he gets a DUI in a Disney movie, right? Yeah. Which that also tells you how '90s that is because that will never happen again. No, and then I remember the the police officers like you want blood. Breath, blood, or urine? Which I don't even think they do that anymore. It's just it's just you blow. I'm assuming it's a breathalyzer now, but. That was like, he's like, no, thanks. I'm not hungry. And they're like, ah, that's it. You're going downtown. And that's his punishment. He's going <laughs> to, he's going to the DUI offender is going to coach a little league uh, or a, a peewee hockey team. Um, but the reason I bring that up and we were talking about this before the show started. So that whole premise of not seeing a kid's movie until you're an adult, I did not see the Goonies until I was about 30. And Erica, my wonderful wife, wanted me to see that movie for so long because that's one of her favorite movies of all time and i saw it and it's good it's not a bad movie by any means but i do not have the affinity for it that i know some people do like you know there's goonies t-shirts you can buy but like for me i'm like oh yeah it's fine but it's not like because i didn't see it at the right age it doesn't resonate with me i don't know if that's something you've ever experienced when you've gone back to maybe seeing some movie from a long time ago for the first time or yeah, like uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, there is a couple because I'm I'm pretty good with keeping up with pop culture and this, and, and especially like when I was younger, when we were younger. But uh, I know there's one, and I know the second we sign off, I'm gonna be like, "Yep, that was the one." But yeah, right now, uh, but I I I I understand what you're saying that that people say that they they love it or whatever, and it's just like, mm, yeah, yeah. 
so no, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a good movie. Um, and I mean, if it's on, I'll leave it on just because sure. it's, it's a it's a classic. But um, what else you got for me? Uh, I wanted to bring. Uh, how about this one? And maybe you can attest to this being a father. Baby's Day Out. Does that still hold up? Is that what is wh- where are you at on Baby's Day Out? Or have you seen uh, it? You're gonna you... have to refresh my memory because I don't know if I've ever seen Baby's Day Out. Baby's Day Out is the the rich family and the baby wanders off into three like hoodlums try to kidnap the baby, but the baby just being a baby, just crawling around, they just they're just bumbling idiots the whole time. Oh my god, this I don't think I ever saw this. What? I'm, I'm looking at the IMDb page right now. This is three. another movie. Justin, this was on HBO like every five minutes when I was a kid. That's after, I, okay, I can't so tell you how many times I've seen this movie. 1994, after three kidnappers... Oh, I just, yeah, just clicked off of it. After three kidnappers lose the baby, they have kidnapped both the cops and kidnappers go looking for the baby. Starring Lara, fin- Lara Flynn Boyle, Joe Montana. That's right, she's the mom. I forgot about that. Joe Montana is a Chicago uh, guy, I believe. Yep. Um, Joe Pantoliano. Oh, Joe Pantoliano is yeah. in... He's Cypher in the Matrix. He's in Bad Boys. He's yep. in, um, he's not in the Fugitive, is he? I think or there. Yeah, US yeah, yeah, He is. Yes, yes. Okay. So like, it's got a decent cast, but no, I have never, I have never seen this movie. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have right. to watch it, and you're gonna have to review it for us. Okay, here's some good trivia. This film's budget was a whopping fifty million dollars in 1994, Holy which at the Christ. time was unheard of for a film that had no major leading stars in its cast. I'm curious if they have the no they box office. It had a budget of fifty four million and it made seventeen million back. I was gonna say there's no way, <laughs> no way. There's no way that it was going to make I can't even when you watch it, it's going to blow your mind that that was the budget for this movie. Well, I'm seeing some of the uh, the the virtual effects they have of like the, the is there a scene where he's the baby's by a building's window or something? Yeah, the it, baby, it looks really like early CG. The baby crawls into a construction site and that's like one of the places where like they they kind of you know bumble bumble around and and try to ke- get the baby and oh man i want to go back and watch this now now that i'm looking right, through well, it i'm gonna have to find some time to give that a watch uh, i'm like i'm seriously surprised that that's I'm, that's I'm one like, that you have not uh, seen cautiously optimistic on getting some good laughs out of this one maybe it's um, it's not yeah. gonna be good because this is one of them that i was gonna vote for probably does not hold up but as a uh, child, I used to watch it all the time. I thought it was funny as hell because right, it's well, it's I, super slapsticky and goofy and right, right, huh? All right, I'll have to I'll have to give that a look. Um, oh man, that's that's pretty good. Oh, before I forget, Jeff and Erica also wrote in on the Mighty Ducks, and Melissa and Erica also wrote in on Sandlot. So thank you to them all for writing in. All right, I have one um, that isn't necessarily a movie that i watch a ton i think i bought it on dvd for 4.99 though on amazon but when it's on or in the case of hbo movies when it was on i watched it all the time and i think it's kind of a kids movie i think it had to be pg there's kids in it um but it's got the dynamic duo of phil hartman and sinbad and that is the movie house guest you remember <laughs> house guest yes i do <laughs> i I really enjoy that movie. Um, now I have not seen it probably in about a good 10 years. I hope it holds up, but like, it's got some sweet, like moral, like, Hey, you know, um, you know, people change over time, but like, you can still become friends with someone else. Even if you don't really have the similar background, like there's that whole like underlying thing because Phil Hartman doesn't really know who Sinbad is. He thinks he's someone else, which is the whole premise of, Oh, I haven't seen you in a few years. Clearly, your entire body structure, facial structure, and <laughs> voice have changed. And I'm just going to assume that'd be like Sean if I didn't see you for a couple of years, and then the next time I saw you, you were, you know, six seven and uh. um a German man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I th- I think I might notice uh the 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 Southside Irish guy isn't the guy I remember. Um, but yeah. 
No, that's uh oh man, that yeah, and I, I loved Phil Hartman. He was such a good yes. actor, such a good just entertainer. And same thing, Sinbad. I remember a few years ago I watched one of his stand-ups from like probably the last 15 years. Like it genuinely had me laughing out loud, which I would have never expected from a Sinbad comedy routine. But like he actually wasn't too bad. It was actually pretty entertaining. Good. So, so yeah, no, they're, go. they're both. Guest. Yeah, no, they're both good, and yeah, it's, it's awesome. What oh, um, man. what uh, what other ones are uh, speaking to you? Uh, working down the list, and I think other people said this too. Uh, maybe. Oh yes, yes. Dylan wrote in and, and said Matilda, and that was on my list as well. See, that is one I've never seen. Did you, never, what did your what did your teachers do with you when there was <laughs> nothing? I think the first time I saw it, it was one of those like it's three weeks be or three days before summer vacation. I don't know well, what then, else to do. And so then the the TV on the stand rolled in with the yes. VCR and <laughs> in went Matilda. Shut up and count the minutes until the bell rings. Put on the Matilda. We got nothing to do. That's um, basically no. Uh, I. In terms of you know movies being brought in, I still remember like three days before my Christmas break in second grade, my teacher brought in Jurassic Park. Okay, <laughs> which second grade being like six, like the beginning first half, great. But then when people are getting eaten, probably not the best thing to show to second graders. But I... um, we, we had just done a dinosaur unit, so I think we were trying it all in. So. I yeah. saw. Um... I saw it in the movie theater, so it is what it is. And that first one is still, I would argue, the best one out of all of them. Oh, certainly, absolutely. I, the new down. ones, I, I gave the new ones a shot, but they are not. I did good. too. They are not good. No. Um. No. Yeah. Um. The the, the first Chris Pratt one was okay yes, when they tried to reopen the that. park. That that was yeah. okay. It it had potential going forward yeah. after that. Yeah. Um. All right. Let me throw another one at you. This is another good. '90s kids movie, live action. This is another one I can see it. I I think Erica must have bought this because I can. I'm literally looking at our DVD shelf in the basement, and I can see it from here. Uh, this was the one, the only Jonathan Taylor Thomas in Chevy Chase, and that is Man of the House. <laughs> that is it. I would argue that probably still holds up. I don't think I've seen it since it came out, so uh, I don't really remember it. So for those that don't remember, um, because I think that movie came out in like 95, 94, um, JTT was just getting into the height of his popularity from yep. improvement. Um, the whole premise there is Jonathan Taylor Thomas's mom is dating Chevy Chase. I want to say they're maybe going to get engaged or maybe he's meeting Jonathan Taylor Thomas for the first time. I don't remember the logistics of it, but somehow Chevy Chase's character gets roped into um, I never did it, but like there was Boy Scouts and then was there Indian guides? Was that, was that a thing? You're asking the wrong okay. Mohican. Okay, so the whole premise is like, okay, they're going to go out on camping retreats. It, it was kind of like a Boy Scout stand-in. But one of the things was if you were in this Indian guide group, you had to choose a Native American name. And I remember like that was in all the trailers, like Chevy Chase would choose JTTs and it was some like meaningful name. And then JTT, and I apologize, I'm just tired of saying his whole name over and over again. Um, <laughs> he, he he says, okay, Chevy Chase, your you know, Indian guide name is going to be Squatting Dog. And like that was like the biggest joke in the entire part of the movie. Okay, Ben, your turn now. Uh, pick a name for Jack, something that tells us how you feel about him. How about Squatting Dog? Squatting Dog? That's the best you could come up with? Oh, I had a dog once who had a terrible case of the squirts. He was my best friend in the whole world. Do you have any other pets? I had a squirrel named Num Nuts. Like, why? You know, and so, and then there's mobsters that are involved. That There's a couple mobsters that are after Chevy Chase because he wouldn't do some illicit business deal with them. And then he's got to protect Jonathan Taylor Thomas from the mobsters while they're out on this camping retreat. Um the more I say it, the dumber it sounds. So maybe it doesn't hold up. But at the time, 
it was really good. So I would recommend a watch just to see if that's the I, I don't know. If I've, now that I'm kind of looking at it, I don't know if I've ever seen it. I know it was kind of like in the same vein as Jungle to Jungle. Remember that? Yes, with, with Tim Allen. And I'm glad you brought that up because both AJ and Set to Stab from Discord wrote in and said that was a movie that they still love. Um, yeah, so that, that is literally when I was asking them about it and they responded to me online, I was like, Oh, you mean the movie with um, Chevy chase in, in JTT. And they're like, no, that was man of the house. So like, I think it was, it was one of those like deep impact and Armageddon where it's the same type of movie that literally comes out months in between. Yes. Um, Yeah. I remember us renting both of those from blockbuster or Hollywood video as children and watching those like on a Friday night after dinner. So yeah, I don't I seriously don't think I've seen Man of the House now that I'm looking at it cuz I know I've seen Jungle to Jungle cuz that was another one that I watched like apparently I didn't do much in school because I know that <laughs> I've seen a lot of these like like 90s movies when we were looking when I was looking back and we're looking back now I was like, "Oh, I watched it in school." "Oh, I watched it in school." And now that I'm looking back on that, I'm going my parents wasted their money. But <laughs> I have to take this opportunity because we were talking about Armageddon, Deep Impact, you know, mm-hmm. those kind of movies. Perfect segue for this. The two movies that I was really excited to bring up because I mixed them up myself. Same same kind of beat. Did you ever see Camp Nowhere or did you ever see Camp Cucamonga? I have no idea what those are. What either are one of them? No. What are oh, those? Oh, let me take you down the rabbit hole. Because I in school watch Camp Cucamonga. Okay. And I'll I'll I'll, I'll get into it here in yeah, a second. Yeah. And one day I was flipping around TV a few years later, and I saw Camp Nowhere was on, and I thought it was the same thing. And I sat there and I went, This is not this is not the same movie. And then I was invested in it. And now I've seen both of them. So Camp Cucamonga is the perfect 90s movie. And it's about camp counselors and kids at camp, right? Okay. Simple as that. Here's what makes it the perfect 90s movie. Let me read you the cast list. John Ratzenberger, as you've known from like Cars and Cheers. Yes. Danica McKellar. From okay. Wonder Years. Yep. Jennifer Aniston before Friends. Okay. Candace Cameron of Full House fame. Oh my God. Beckon Meyer was in it. Okay. Josh Servino was in it, which was Paul in uh, Wonder Years. Yes. And Jaleel White, which of course we all know Urkel. as Urkel. All of Holy those people cow. are in that movie. Was this like a. Like a, a regular, like a movie theater movie? Did it get a proper I, release? It may have been like a made for TV movie. Okay. Or like a straight to VHS. Probably. So that, okay, I'm that, gonna have to speak that out. I, it, it's not good. If no, I remember I right. Imagine it's not. So that <laughs> came out in 1990. Okay. So that was like right before almost all those people got big. Yes. B- big in quotes because now they're <laughs> a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. I, think, I mean, what's I think Jennifer Urkel's got like, Yeah. What is she up to? I think Urkel's selling like his own version of CBD. And Probably. I don't know what Dana, Danica McKellar, I don't know what she's doing, but she, um, um actually, I know this. She, she became like a, a math master. She became a mathematician. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. And, and Josh Sorvino is like, I'm the kid from the Wonder Years. Not, no, nothing. he's like a lawyer or something. Is he a lawyer? Really? Yeah, he became gonna, something else. Yeah. He'd, he'd go around, I'm not Savage Boy. I'm the other one. <laughs> <laughs> he just puts the glasses on and goes, Remember me? <laughs> Remember the 90s? Um, yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that. Um, okay. All right. Before we get to more write ins, I have one that I truly love. Um, and I, this was one, I don't think we saw this in HBO. I think this was one we rented and then it was on HBO a lot as I got older. Um, and I don't think you could probably make this movie today. Not because there's anything bad in it. it there's nothing like inappropriate. I just think like, I, I don't know. I don't know how they would tackle this one, but the movie itself is heavyweights. I, I love that movie with a passion. 
just the opening intro that like he's going to this camp in the like I wanted to try the blob so bad where he jumps on that thing and launches another kid. And then he has this realization after watching like the like the um, what would you call it? Like the recruitment video for this camp. And he's like, oh, my God, it's a fat kids camp. And like them hiding the candy. And then you have you have uh, Ben Stiller's character come in who plays Tony Perkis. And he's like this insane camp counselor trying to get them to lose weight. And I've seen people draw comparisons that that there's like headcanon that that he goes on to be the guy from Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. But um, I love that movie. Yeah, like I, I I don't know. Would they make a movie about a fat camp in 2023? Probably not. I don't know. They. I mean, not that it's a bad thing. Like I don't think it's bad per se. But I I think they would. They might. Well, no, they probably just make a camp movie. Or, or you wouldn't have the jock camp. Like how sh- how crappy is it of that camp? Like, hey guys, you're trying really hard to lose weight. You're all out of shape. You are not athletic, and you're huffing and puffing no matter where you go. We're gonna have you do races and things against the jock camp across the lake. Like, how unfair is that? It's that's pretty ugly. Um, I, I I'm just coming across a pattern now that it seems like the '90s were all about camp movies. Yes, and and camp TV shows because there was Camp Anawana and Nickelodeon oh, or Salute Shorts. Shorts. That's what it was yeah. called. I almost slipped there because I used to watch the hell out of that show. Too. That show was only like two and a half seasons. That's that's the funny thing about looking back on a lot of these Nickelodeon ones, that that's just how they were. And you just mm-hmm. don't realize it until. Yeah, we must have watched the same episode like six times, but it yeah. was so entertaining or our attention span was so small as children that we didn't care. I don't. The the Zeke the Plumber episode yep. of Are You Afraid of the Dark still creeps me out. Like that was nightmare fuel for an eight for like six year old Justin. Oh yeah, that's that was that was creepy for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, that was that was a great show. Just I mean, Nickelodeon in general had so many great stuff back in the nineties. But one um that I we had three people write in. This was Trent, Eric, and Melissa wrote in with this one. Uh, Little Giants. I had that on movie. my list as well. Great, Rick Moranis, Ed. Um, what's his name? Ed. Uh, Ed O'Neill. I don't Neil, Thank you. Like, I love that movie. You know, I do too. The Icebox in junior, yes. who is, I think Devin Sawa, who Could I don't be. know anything about Devin Sawa, except until my wife said about how cool he was. And I'm like, you mean the goofy ass kid from little giants? And she's like, Oh no, he's got a much bigger, you know, filmography. I'm like, yeah, sure he does. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was a great movie. And and the fact that Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill like carry that movie, you have John Madden make an appearance yep. with the the cruiser, the bus, in the annexation of Puerto Rico is a famous play. That was my fantasy football team name for like 10 years. That's probably, awesome. Probably like nine years too long, but um great, great, great. You, you know, there's the scene of them putting on the equipment and the kid, you know, thinks the cup is a nose protector. Yep. It's like, oh, that's so gross. Um Catching the football in the helmet in the in the uh in the in the eye hole. Yes. Yeah, and then that just all the goofiness and, and all the, the stuff. And yeah, great, great movie. You know, the cowboys and the giants. And, yep. and and there you go. So that's that's another good one. Thank you to those guys for writing in as well. Oh, what's uh cool. what's next on your list? I had because in the same vein of like surprise um, celebrities in the movie and my wife would kill me if I didn't bring up one of her favorite movies <laughs> and that's the little rascals. Oh God. I completely <laughs> forgot. They redid that in the nineties. <laughs> oh, With, they certainly did. Okay. So I, uh, I, what was the girl? Was it Myra? Was that the girl's name? Sure. I don't, I, I remember the girl, the kid with the alfalfa. Alfalfa. <laughs> checks out I and then I couldn't let that go. the kid would like the bull cut and he had the hat and the, I think he was the one that started the heat the heat was it the he-man woman haters club or whatever something like that I truly yeah. don't remember that much about the movie I know that they try to they burn down their clubhouse they try to buy the wood with like a handful of like nickels the guy basically gives them a door stop they're like here how much lumber can we afford for with this um and he gives them like a like a like a doorstop like piece of wood uh the the celebrity cameo at the end is reba mcintyre as the race car driver i do remember that oh wow 
because they Holy it's something cow. with the it's something with the soapbox derby, and she has like a boy's name. Yes. So they always think that it's like a guy, and then she shows up, and they're like, "Whoa, but you're Whoa. a girl." I okay, like girls that are icky. Like, that like a light bulb just went off. I totally forgot about that. I mean, I forgot about that movie in general. Now that you mention it, but it's that one was of my another, wife's favorites, so it had to H- be. That was an HBO one for us. I or had to make the list. You know, I think back like that was something we would always do. Like we'd get a pizza on a Friday night. We'd order pizza. We'd eat pizza, and then like, you know, bless my parents. Like, okay, you know, they didn't. I don't know. They didn't really go out a lot. They just wanted to hang out with us and watch movies. And I'm like, oh man, like some of these movies were garbage. How did you suffer through? Like, I see some of the crap my daughter wants to watch. I'm like, oh god, this is awful. So kangaroo song. Kang- oh God. <laughs> yes. I know that was one my mom wrote in. She's like, I don't know if Big Daddy is a 90s movie or a 90s kids movie, but that is one that definitely still holds up. I would agree with that as well. Yes. No. And, um, and yeah, a lot of those Adam Sandler movies. I feel like we'll have like a whole Adam Sandler episode oh, at one point. I think we we might need to do like a ranking of Adam Sandler movies. We for, could certainly do that. There's definitely he, you know, the 90s were his wheelhouse after I would argue after Big Daddy, things start to go downhill pretty quick. I mean, there's a few outliers still. Um, yeah. But, um, but, Eight Crazy Nights was okay. And that and came I out actually, when we were in high school. I didn't mind Click either the first time I saw Click it. Click was okay. Yeah, Click was, was okay. okay. Definitely kind of a tearjerker near the end. But, oh, yeah. Um, all right. Let me run through uh, a few rapid fire just to make sure we get everybody in. Lucas wrote in and said Free Willy, which yeah, I remember I seeing had that Free too. Willy. And I, I remember the Michael Jackson Free Willy song more than Free Willy itself. <laughs> and if you look it up, that's an earworm. You're going to have that in your head for a while. Yes, so it's, you're yes it is. Uh, so thank you, Lucas. Stefan wrote in, um, or Stefan, I should say, wrote in and said, Jumanji, do you have any feelings one way or the other about Jumanji? I love Jumanji. It holds a special place in my heart. It always will. Yeah, um, that is... That Robin Williams. Oh, he's excellent. Good. And just yeah. it, it, it's a fun, it's a fun, um, it's a fun story. Always have to support Bonnie Hunt, local girl, second yes, city girl. Chicago, so yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I and David Allen Greer is the cop. Yes, yes, yeah. What year was it? What year is it? It was brand new. Yeah. Um Soul that Man. Is, that is one. I remember reading the children's book as a kid in school. Um and then I remember the movie coming out and I, I might have saw it or maybe I don't I honestly don't know if I saw it until I was older. But even that is one even seeing it as an adult, you can kind of realize like it's a good movie. And, yes. and Robin Williams and Bonnie Hunt, like you said, they do an amazing job in that movie. And David Allen Greer, too, for that matter. Yeah. And I can't think of the actor, the character actor that plays the dad and the hunter, but he also does a nice job, too. But yeah, I yeah, I can't think, think of his name either, but everything he's in, he's really good, too. Uh, Stefan also said the mask. Oh man, Jim mm-hmm. Carrey in the '90s was a creative force. I feel like as well. Um, he had three number one movies in a row, and that's a record. Was it Ace Ventura, The Mask, mm-hmm. and what was the other one? Dumb and Dumber. Oh, I still remember the first time I saw Dumb and Dumber. My parents, it was my mom and my aunts. They turned it off because they're like, because <laughs> I was, I saw it when I was, I was young. I mean, that was like '93, '94, and then I saw it again as an like a middle schooler and i'm like this is the greatest movie ever alive <laughs> ever made we'll alive to, we'll yeah. do a jim carrey episode too and we could do a I, countdown with that as well that is a movie i could probably recite the entire movie line by line oh i love that movie i love i love that and, and the fact that they got jeff uh bridges to do that movie no no oh, uh, no, no not jeff, jeff daniels jeff da- different actors sorry jeff daniels to do that movie thank you um a couple others the Super Mario movie, uh, someone wrote in. I remember loving that movie on HBO. I know that movie does not hold up, though. Because Yeah, wasn't, I, I, there was then. another one. There was another one as a kid. I went back. I, I just remember as a kid being like, this sucks. Yeah, yeah, it was not. John Leguizamo, I feel like, is the best thing about that movie. Probably. And that's probably not saying a whole lot. Well, I don't Dennis know. Hopper was the bad guy. Dennis for Hopper was for, Bowser. Yeah. For giving, yeah. Uh, for giving it a go. He probably yeah. had something, some car or something he had to pay for. <laughs> he was paying off some debt. Yeah. Uh, John writes in and says, Mrs. Doubtfire, another Robin Williams. Yes. That's year. a great that, one. Uh, the amount of times I've said with family members, it was a run by fruiting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so good. Um, and supposedly there's like an urban legend that there's a PG, a PG 13 and a rated R version of that movie somewhere cut. 
because of Robin Williams' improv and ad-libbing. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Which I would love. That was back when I was an English teacher. One of the lessons we would do would be on mood and how, like, the mood and the tone can shape the reader's thoughts on a certain book. So what we would do is we would have the kids make movie trailers for their books. But one that we would show is someone on YouTube recut Mrs. Doubtfire as a horror movie. <laughs> it is amazing. And so that that was our, our we would be like, hey, look, the music in the camera choice and like the cuts that they make can totally change the way a movie feels, even though Mrs. Doubtfire is not a horror movie at all. Um but oh god, such a, such a good movie. Ro- Robin really Williams is. is a treasure. I miss that man so much. My, you said the run by fruiting. I I say constantly. I don't deal with the males because I used to be one. That's one of my <laughs> favorite lines in that entire movie. That or, is yes. Or I am job. I don't know why I say that a lot too. <laughs> I it, even when it doesn't matter, I'm just I am job. Uh, yes. Oh my god, that was yeah. Uh, that's a great one. Harvey Fi- Harvey Firestein, I think is yes. The as his brother or brother-in-law his, yeah he was yeah. great in that too yeah. um a couple other quick ones dunston checks in cat i had that as well i you know that is one i loved that movie as a kid i have not seen that probably since i was a kid in the 90s but like did jason alexander need money like i'm, I'm kind of wondering why did he do that movie yeah, because that I mean, was, he was prob- Seinfeld, right? I was like, going to say that was the height of Seinfeld, but I, that was probably why. I mean, he probably people were doing movies and he said, I'm going to do one. And maybe he thought that that would be a stepping stone into another movie or something. I don't know. OK, so that came out in 96. So Seinfeld was pretty close to wrapping up, right? I think yeah. it was 97, 98. Um, but Jason Alexander, Faye Dunaf- Dunaway, Rupert Everett and Paul Rubens are in that yep. movie. I don't remember any of them besides Jason Alexander. In the kid. So Faye Dunaway owned the hotel. Okay. She was the not necessarily the bad guy. Sure. But she was like the like the B-roll bad guy. Or not B-roll, um B-plot bad guy. A wild animal living in her four-star hotel. The nerve of that. They were going for the fifth star, Justin. That was the (laughs) point of the movie. Um uh Rupert Everett was Dunstan's evil abusive owner. Yes, that's right. Um Paul Rubens was the uh, was the animal control guy, I think. Oh my god, I vaguely remember that him. She like hired to get him. To. Yeah, or did she? And then she mistaked him for the inspector. I think. Okay. Yes, I think you're right. I think you're right. So they treated him like really well, and then the real inspector, the guy from Beetlejuice, they treated him like crap and then yeah he he because he brings it down at the end to like a one-star hotel or whatever that's right oh my god that spoiler alert if you haven't seen a 30 year old movie i would say the cool thing about that movie though was just me thinking about what it would be like to live in a gigantic super I posh hotel the exact, like oh hell yeah yeah like you know suburban kid in a home in to... the in the technology because doesn't he hack like the computer system yeah. or something Yes, and or the yeah. the bad guy does so he can see. So I don't remember. I just yeah. remember like incise in. Oh no, I remember now. I remember he's trying to figure out which room Dunstan is in. So he hacks into the um, what do you call it? The uh, the dining uh thing, the uh, room service, and then oh, he God. sees that it's all banana related like banana pudding and banana cake and banana this and banana that <laughs> don't ask me what my high school locker combination is or like what i had for breakfast but god damn it i will tell you how this movie went down i okay that's funny you bring that up i have i don't have dreams very often but when i do like that is one of my recurring like not nightmare but like recurring dreams is i need to get into my high school's locker and i cannot remember the combination <laughs> And it's like this this stricken feeling of panic and terror. It's like, wait, I'm 36. Why do I need to get into this locker? Why am I in a high school? Um, all right. I, I got one for you. Hit me. I have never seen this, but I know the the, the main beats of this. And, and Erica has tried to get me to watch this numerous times. And I told her I would if she watches a Star Wars movie with me and she would not oblige. So I said, no deal. Um Melissa wrote in and said, my girl, another Macaulay Culkin joint in Dan Aykroyd, I believe. Yes. Okay. So I never seen this movie, 
I know, spoiler alert, the kid is allergic to bees, gets stung by a bunch of bees and dies. And then and then the, the leading actress is like at the funeral. He needs his glasses. He can't <laughs> see without his glasses, which sounds probably horrible. That's, in my that's sick dead. Voice. That's dead. That's dead on. That's I, I, you know, I, I thought, I I thought you played the trailer. I could have been an actor. Um, But and then I remember seeing like all the pock marks on his face from the stings. And then they closed the casket. And then I remember hearing that there's a my girl, too. And I'm like, did they resurrect his corpse? Like, how did this happen? Um, no, it's a different it's, yeah. story, I think, right? Yeah, it, it but, is. It's her when she goes to college or something. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, because so, she's trying to be a writer in the first one. So I have never seen it. I'll be honest. I have no interest in seeing it. It's um, good. I'm not afraid to admit up. that. No, I've heard it, it's, it's good. very. It's a good movie. Dan Aykroyd's good in it. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is his love interest. She's like this oh, kind of wow. hippie. I didn't know she was in it. Okay. Yeah, she's kind of like this hippie chick that comes to town because it takes place in the seventies. I did not know that either. Okay. Yeah, it takes place in like the late sixties, early seventies. It's a real, it's a real kooky story because she lives with Dan Aykroyd, her dad, and they live in a funeral home and like. There's like a little comic relief that happens with that. And Jamie Lee Curtis comes to town to be a makeup artist. And she wants to be like Hollywood makeup. But then Dan Aykroyd hires her. So then she's doing dead people. And it's it's kooky. I'm telling you. But I swear to you, I am. Once again, I am Team Erica. This is a good movie. I understand. I understand your your deal. But if it is on and she's not home, you can watch it. You can watch. Well, no, I just mean like it's not a. Some people might think it's a chick movie. I don't. Oh, I think it's just a good movie. You're talking to a guy who you've got mail is like in his top ten movies of all time. So I have no problem watching a chick flick. But um, it's, it's a good movie. To to piggyback off of Funeral Home, um, in Home Alone, you know where I'm going with this. The the wonderful John Candy and the line of we realized we left the little tyke at the funeral home all day, all day with the corpse all day. And, you know, a few weeks went by, he started talking again, but uh, Donna and Melissa wrote in and said, home alone is a nineties movie that still holds up coming in in 1990, I believe is one that came out. Um, Oh yeah. That is one I love. I've loved ever since I saw it as a kid, but I feel like just recently, like it's crept up into like my, maybe like top two Christmas movies of all time where it was more like a top five ish for me. I don't know why I like it so much more now, but I do. Um, and I do remember seeing home alone two at Chicago Ridge, um, theaters, um, as a kid. And I remember that being a big deal with the movie poster of him. Like, was it the empire state building maybe, or God, I hope it wasn't the the world trade center. That would be grim, but him on on top of the building. And then, you know, with his arms, like hanging over, I know he's at the trade center in one, yeah. of the, one of the scenes. I know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Don and Melissa are spot on. That is that is a great. I don't know. I when you think of '90s movies, that doesn't always necessarily come to mind right away, but it it definitely is. So no, just because I think it doesn't come to mind mostly just because of the fact that it's just. I think everyone knows it as a good Christmas movie or a classic yeah. movie or a Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Home Alone too. Actually, not bad. I, would, I don't I don't hate it. Yeah, no, no, it's pretty good. I remember that was a big deal, like you said, when that came out. Because I, I also remember quick side story. My cousin saw it before me and I was super jealous. Yeah. And and I love um oh god, what's his name in Home Alone 2 that plays the head of the hotel? Oh um Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, uh it's um someone is screaming at their speakers right I now. I know I uh, can see him. Hold on. And I, I know not... Tim, uh, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Thank you, Tim Curry. Uh, I just love the Mr. McAllister. Your cheese pizza is ready. <laughs> um. Anyway, Tim Curry. Or the Grinch smile. The, the side-by-side yes. him and the Grinch. The Grinch. Is the, yes. Is the, yes. The card, card has been deducted. declined. I don't even understand how that credit card reader works where they just, you know, do the thing. But 90s magic. 90s magic. Um. Not yeah. Magic Johnson, just nineties magic. Just nineties. <laughs> Not even gonna go there. All right. Um. Yeah. What else you got, Sean? Before we get um wrap again, up. I'll just I'll just rapid fire them. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Yes. Yes. Those I don't think. I think they hold up for nostalgia. Movie the wise, one. the first one still uh, holds up. Because that Secret is, of the Ooze was always my favorite one, though. 
as a kid, that was my favorite too, because I, I'm still like a unabashed, like TMNT fan. Like I bought like some of the comics recently and read through them and I don't even read comics. <laughs> um, but anyway, the first one is like the dark and gritty one with Casey yes. Jones and Casey Jones is awesome. So that one still holds up. Like if you just want a good action movie, kind of silly because they're mutant turtles and the, and the, the, the puppet, the puppeteering is a little goofy. That still holds up secret of the ooze. I went back and watched probably over the summer, a couple of years ago. It's, it's bad. Like, don't it's, hurt me. I still love it because I me. remember seeing it in theaters, but it's not good. And number three, like as a kid, I enjoyed number three. Number three is bad. I it's, didn't like it as really a kid. I, I knew as a kid, I was like, this sucks. So yes, um, we had that as well. That was, that's a good, good pull. But yeah, that first one, Corey Feldman does the voice of Donatello. Yep. Not I did. So, I did know that. So, uh, speaking of movies again, rapid fire, we'll get through this. Cause I know the clock's ticking. Yep. Um, movie that does not hold up, uh, honey, I blew up the kid. You ever see that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, awful, awful CGI, awful movie, money grab a hundred percent freaking terrible i i watched it was on not that long ago like maybe a year two years ago and i'm like oh i used to watch this as a kid oh it's entertaining i'm like what the hell am i watching how did this get greenlit this is terrible no and it's sad because i've heard that too the first one honey i shrunk the kids i still love and i think is still a good movie yeah um and even I remember in the 90s, they did a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or Honey, I Sh- We Shrunk our sh- Ourselves. Yeah. Which I think that was straight to VHS. It, yeah. Um, And I remember liking that. Too, it's OK. I, I yeah. never saw Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. That has that. Uh, young Mila Kunis in it. Does it really? Yeah. She's one of the kids. Remember the kids throw the party? She's one of the kids at the party. Oh, wow. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. I did. Not yeah, know I know that. stuff. I don't I don't know anything about taxes or anything adult oriented, but I'll tell you what's. Who's in a movie from 25 years ago? Well, hey, the IRS hasn't come after you yet. You're good. Um, another one I want to throw out there real quick is Beethoven. Oh, Charles Grodin. Yeah. Rest his soul. Yeah. That was a good one. That I don't I don't know. One. I don't know if it would still hold up like like as well. I think I it would be mildly entertaining. Yeah, I feel like the premise is just I feel like that was something. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of movies that get made today that don't have a great premise, but like the the story arc is very like they're really pulling everything they can to get it. You know what I mean? To get on. Yeah. But yeah. And I remember was it Beethoven second was the next one. Yeah. With the puppies. Think, yeah. I remember seeing that one too, as a kid. Um, it was one, a, that, that one, was, eh. one that we just watched. Cause Maddie doesn't really sit through movies very well at home. It's mostly bluey miss Rachel or Sesame street, but Erica had on the Disney channel and she put on the first homeward bound to keep her okay. interest just because the animals Sure. And it's it wasn't bad. Like it's okay. still like I remember liking that movie as a kid. It wasn't as good as I remember, obviously. Sure. But um, I mean, Michael J. Fox is a dog. What more can you want? You Sally know? Field was the cat, and yeah. I don't remember who the other dog was. It was an actor that was oh. much older. Um, that passed away right after it came out. Let me. That's see. right. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah. It was uh, Don Amici hmm. with Shadow. Um. Yeah. So. That was that's a that's a good one as well. Should we blast through uh, the yes. rest of the writings? Yeah, I don't want to leave yes. anybody out. No, let's do it. You want me to start or you want to start? Go ahead. All right, I'll take this first column, Brink, which I believe was a Disney straight to Disney Channel movie. Erica told me there's some they're called DCOMs, Disney Channel original movies, which I did okay. not have the Disney Channel growing up. I but did not Brink, either. Brink was one written in by Johnson and Nick, and it was as a skate movie. Andrew wrote in and said a goofy movie, which I remember the commercials for. I never saw a goofy movie. Um, John writes in and said, Dennis, the menace. Now the first Dennis, the menace where Christopher Lloyd is the bad guy. And Walter Matthau is Mr. Um, Mr. Mr. Wilson. Thank you. That movie scared the hell out of me as a kid. (laughs) Because Christopher Lloyd, when he's eating like the beans and by the Creek with the fire. Yeah scary looking dude now there was another dennis the menace movie that that had don rickles as mr yes. wilson which i liked that one a lot more i like them yeah. both um yeah. they both have their pros and cons for sure walter Matthau was great yes um yes oh um who the hell was his mom in that it uh 
Uh, so, I can uh, picture Lorraine from Back to the Future. Uh, Why can't I think of her real name? Oh, Leah Thompson. No, thank you. Yes, Leah Thompson. Yeah, yeah. She was she was his mom, and she was good in that. And apparently, Natasha Leone played the uh, one of the girls in the movie, which I don't remember at all. No, I'd have to go back. Um, <laughs> what else we got? Blank check by Cat. Uh, she wrote that in. That was a good one. A little weird at the end when the grown woman kisses the kid. Um, but I mean, it was it was harmless. But Tone Loke in I think he's in blank check, right? I think he's. I think it. so. Great. I don't movie. know if I've and, ever seen that all the way. To be honest, with as you. a kid, I just thought that was amazing. And then as an adult, I'm like, the odds of this actually working are so slim. Uh, I don't know if it actually holds up. And then Erica wrote in to go along with our good booger, good booger, good burger. Uh, two discussion earlier, she said Good Burger, the first one, which I know how you feel on it. I still will watch it just because I think I have a special place for my heart in that one. It is stupid. I will be the first to admit <laughs> All right. Frank and Zach have surf ninjas. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. I've never seen it. I have never seen that either. Oh, thank God. Cool. Never All right. It. Never saw um, it. Babysitter's Club, another one I have never seen. Uh, it was nope. not uh, marketed toward me. Um, no, the but I remember. Neither. Yeah, right. <laughs> I I remember a lot of girls in school going crazy for it. So yep. I'll give it a I'll give it a thumbs up. Major Pain. I don't know if I've seen it all the way through, and if I have, it's been a really long time. I saw it. I remember seeing it as a kid. It was a rental, and I liked it at the time. I just remember him doing like a retelling of the little engine that could, but it was about his buddy that like was getting shot in Nam to all these little children. <laughs> I'm like, Oh man. But yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Then we three have, ninjas. I remember three ninjas. Yeah, then we have three ninjas. I remember that as well. I, again, I don't know if I ever saw it. I remember they had the cool masks. Um, but that's about all I remember from that one. And then Hocus Pocus. I, I'm going to catch so much shit for this. I hate that movie. I, I hate that, hate movie, that movie. Yes. I hate that movie. No offense to Erica and Donna who wrote in. I know Erica loves yeah. that movie. I, with I, people passion. either love it. Yeah. People either love it or hate it. I had never seen it until this year. She had it on with the kids and I'm like, you serious right now? Like, yeah, this, this is a movie that like, this is not good. This is dumb as hell. No offense. And then my wife watched the sequel or whatever, and I I, I think I, I was there for about 15 minutes. I'm yeah. like, nope. Oh, no, it, no, even, no, no, no. even Erica hated that. She's like, this was awful. And then she went on this tangent that apparently someone wrote a sequel novel, which was perfect, and they should have just pulled from that to make the second movie, and they didn't. So there's a, there's a divide in the Hocus Pocus community right now. <laughs> and there's another, there's a Hocus Pocus 3 coming out at some point. I don't know when, but... Really? Yes. Yikes. Um. All right, Gio wrote in, Land Before Time, I don't remember anything about that movie except being really sad when whatever the dinosaur's mom was died. See, I think that's another one that I would mix that and Fern Gully up a lot. I remember Fern Gully as in it was an animated movie, but I couldn't tell you a single thing about it. But I just I'm like, that's I don't remember what's in Land Before Time and what's in Fern Gully. They both take place in like the woods or the forest or something like I I I know. I'm sure I'm breaking hearts right now, but it is parents are killed and it's the kids trying to survive or the kid animal trying to survive. Um, Right. And then Erica also wrote in with witches, which I believe was another Disney. I have no idea what that is. Uh, And then rookie of the year, which is a Cubs fan, John Candy, Daniel Mm -hmm. Stern. Uh, That is a great 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 movie i think that still holds up i think that's just a fun kids baseball movie that's that, that probably it's does silly. i haven't seen it i haven't seen it in a while i i would probably agree with you on that that i i, I mean, would probably the, sit through that again the premise that he messes up his arm by falling on a baseball and that messes up the tendon when it heals so that he can pitch in the majors but also wow. the, cubs were, the cubs were an absolute joke back then so it, it also ties into that which i can appreciate that yep they have a kid pitching for them. And then lastly, uh, Eric just had a blanket statement of saying all 90s Disney. Sure. I mean, Which that's... I, yeah, that that is definitely my wheelhouse in terms of like Disney movies. But like after Toy Story 2, I was kind of like out of that. I, I saw Toy Story 3 as an adult, loved it. And I'm sure now I'm going to come full circle and I'll be getting into Disney with my kids now. I sure. think I don't really how it'll go. Um, but yeah, I like, stopped at Cars because yeah. that was just... okay. 
pretty obvious on yeah, why. That's a, that's a good send off for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, yeah, like like Lion King in in oh, God, um, yeah. the original Aladdin in you know toys the first Toy Story. Granted, I know Pixar is technically with Disney, but not you know. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of like that was as a kid. I remember that was a big deal. Like, oh my gosh, this is the next Disney movie coming out. All right, yes. mark it on your calendars. We're gonna go see it in theaters. Yep. Yep. No, that was definitely uh, that was the lifestyle back then. Those were the days. Um, before we wrap up, Sean, you got any others you want to touch on real quick? I don't think so. I think we we hit everything. That oh, the only other thing that I was gonna bring up, the only two I was gonna bring up actually was the the Ernest movies. Oh God, yes. <laughs> and that just kind of goes without saying that they weren't good, but they were good. Yeah, if that makes I sense. Think you nailed it. Yeah. And there was and there was a wide variety. You had everything from him going to prison to him saving, you know, Christmas and yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the only other one that I was going to talk about was Problem Child One and Two, which still oh, they both still God. entertain the shit out of me. Another Charles Grodin movie, right? No, uh, John oh, no, Ritter. that was Martin. Was that Martin Short and John Ritter? No, no. I'm think. What am I? I'm thinking of Clifford with Martin Short and Charles Grodin, where Martin Short plays a little kid that's like an absolute jerk. No, that I'm that's way over oh, my you, head. I have no to, idea you, what you're you talking need, about. You need to look up photos of that. I uh, will watch child, that. Yes, I do. I will watch that when you watch Baby's Day Out. Perfect. All right. I think there's a better <laughs> chance of me watching Baby's Day Out than my girl. I can tell you that right now. That's um, why I picked Baby's Day Out, not my girl. <laughs> well, uh we we made it through another episode, Sean. We certainly did. Whoops, you know what the music means. Our time is up. doing here please uh give us five star review on spotify or on apple Podcasts. you can do that from your app it's free takes 30 seconds don't have to write anything email the show mmcpodcast1 at gmail.com facebook.com slash mmcpodcast1 or go to our landing page website where you can find where you can find the podcast at linktree l-i-n-k-t-r-e-e dot com slash mmcpodcast or call the show and leave a voicemail 1-815-905-CLUB uh, we will be back in the next week or two. We'll come up with another topic. Maybe we'll do like a top five or something. Sure. Top five list. So that's it for us. We will be back. Sean, you got any parting words? Just, uh, hey, keep on keeping on. Remember the 90s, and uh, we'll see you next time. Write in with, if you guys have topic ideas, uh, something you want to hear us talk about, you know, let's hear them. All right. That'll work. Oh. All right. We'll be back. Uh, same bad channel, same bad time at some point in the next week or two. I guess that doesn't really make sense, but I'm going to shut up before the music ends. Take care. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.